You're listening to The Real Life of an FOR, a podcast that breaks down the nooks and crannies of the Namibian fashion industry and beyond. My name is Leah Masika. I'm a Namibian fashion designer known for my creative diversity within the industry. This is The Real Life of a Fashionista on the Rise. Hello world, this is uh, Abna Makhamata. Uh, from all the way in South Africa, art director and product designer, forward slash illustrator, textile designer for pretty much anything. You are listening to the real life of an FOR and this is five questions with me. So we all know you're creative right now, but run us through 10 year old Abner's mind. What did he want to be and what was important to him at the time? And would you guys be friends today? Uh, interesting question, actually. 10-year-old Abner, hmm, I wouldn't confidently say I remember what went through his mind. But then I remember I was always, always, always uh, fascinated by drawing in the Bible. I don't know why, my mom always used to buy these small little um, blue Bibles, the New Testament. And I just always had a fascination to draw a baseball glove and a bat. And the number 23, if I'm not mistaken, always, 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 I don't know why. So I'm not sure what went through that kid's mind. But then I know he was very inquisitive um as i pretty much still am yeah definitely i i think we would still pretty much be friends because if i were to have a baby boy right now um he'd, yeah he'd probably take after me so definitely and that that would be my best friend so yeah i guess we would be friends I have no doubt you'd want to be friends with that kid because, I mean, imagine having um, a kid that draws in Bibles as your friend. I mean, you'd be super, super inspired because you'd be like, why do you do that? Like, tell me so that I can somehow use this to create more art and understanding in the world. So I completely understand. But real quick, there is a world closet fire epidemic and nobody's closet is safe you can only save one item one item okay what's it going to be and why this question is particularly not fair at all and i feel like you purposely asked me this question because you know how i feel about i wouldn't even say fashion at this clothes just my fascination with items within fashion you know uh, i'm obsessed with i have an obsession with particular things in fashion and therefore i feel like this question shouldn't be answered but for the sake of this q a probably <sighs> if the world was on fire and i just had one item to save it would be a few actually so it would be all the items that i've kind of like got to create with other brands um through working with different people or just straight up working with these brands. So first of all, it would have to be 
my t-shirts that I created when I used to work for Vertigo um, retail group in back here actually in South Africa but then it no longer exists so I got the opportunity to create like a range of t-shirts that was like my first 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 um, I would say creation within this creative uh, supply chain if you want you know within retail so that was, that was my, my, my first uh, official introduction to creating or making anything that actually exists in the real world those are very special to me and then secondly it will probably have to be my jockey underwears uh yeah those are also quite special because of the whole concept around them and how the idea came to be about um oh yeah oh yeah and then there's a there's a very special uh limited edition packaging that i did for kovasier i know it's not clothing but hey you know it's 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 something i really value that much and i really enjoy doing and then lastly it'll probably have to be all my g-star denims um yeah I, i'm just i'm a sucker for those and they were, they were quite pricey i didn't need to mention that but you know they're very dear to me even though i wear a lot of black now um yeah those those kind of like made my blood blue basically you totally did not answer this question at all like you failed i asked you to pick one item not five categories and then all the items within that categories anyways i just want you to know that you failed that and you did not answer the question and i still want an answer but moving forward, for those that look up to you, how did you get to your position today? So this question I always shy away from because whenever someone mentions that there are people looking up to you, it just feels like so much responsibility, you know. And I'm, I'm one person who always just feels like I'm a, I'm a lifetime student because I'm always, you know, learning and I'm always eager to find out uh, or learn as much as I can. So how I got to being in the position I am currently uh, is exactly through that. Having an open mind and always being ready to learn. Because whenever you are ready to learn in every kind of like milestone or situation you reach in your life, it's always easy for opportunity to find you, basically. So you, you place yourself in a position where you you are just limitless in terms of whoever you interact with, you know, uh, sees you as an asset, you know, and then you are only a liability to yourself, really, as to how far can you take it. So, you know, it was always a matter of saying, try, kick every door that you can, um, but very importantly, never sell out to what you think is the hot thing to do or is, is kind of like what everyone else is doing. Just basically sticking to your guns and believing that somehow, somewhere, someone will see or notice you, you know, because you never know who's watching. There's always people out there watching what you're doing. And for the fact that you are creative and you're putting your work out there, it means you can actually 
you know, make it in the art world because you're putting yourself out there for criticism. Not everyone will like everything that you do, but then for the fact that you're brave enough to put yourself out there like that, you know, it simply just means you are in that position already. If you believe it in your mind, then that's it. It's done, you know. So, yeah. I absolutely love that response and agree with it so much. Um, I think authenticity and just staying true to yourself is always the way to go. And once you start putting out your authenticity, I think it's very difficult or very hard for people to not see you and not um, see the value in what you're trying to do, at least um, just on on the authenticity, you know, and then obviously just wanting to learn more and perfecting your craft is how you move forward. But I really love that response. Now, being that you're a designer in every aspect of what you do, um, I've I've always believed that as a designer, no matter what type of design it is, that you influence the notion of beauty. And on that note, I want to know what is beauty to you? I I particularly like this question uh, because it goes back to one of the things that I said I would save if the world was to burn right now and I had just those few items to save from my closet. Uh, Being the the jockey underwears uh, I was telling you guys about. So basically... The whole concept was around exactly this question. What is the notion of beauty? And the whole collection was purely inspired by the simple saying of saying beauty is truly is in that behind, sorry, in the eye of the beholder. So beauty for me is something that is fluid in a sense that it's really up to interpretation. You know, it's it has no wrong or right. Uh, it's just a matter of saying like the Nike sign, you know, but then we flip it. So we like just just dope it, you know, you can't be wrong or right. So that's that's what beauty is to me. And beauty, again, is it has to do with evoking certain emotions, you know, uh, to different subjects even, you know. So it's not something we can touch always. It's not something we can see always. But definitely, it's something that people can always feel, you know. And then how they choose to interact with it. Like, again, they just dope it, basically. Uh, I just, that's a phrase. I just kind of, like, made a metaphor immediately. (laughs) Abner, you can't just come onto my show and create phrases. Like, let's just dope it. I'm, (laughs) is this you, like, showing off on my show? I, I can't. I I cannot, okay? Anyways, brilliant phrase. And I love that you said um, beauty is a feeling. Like, it's always a feeling. Like, I think that's the one consistent thing about it is that, um, yes, it can be visual. Yes, it can be so many things. But no matter what, it always comes down to a feeling. And I really, really like that aspect. So, also this these these jockey underwears, like why 
can can we have a picture um i believe me and my listeners we would like to see a picture so if you could just take some pictures and send them so that i can post them up on my insta story just for the record because we need to understand why these jockeys are one getting saved out of fires and then also part of this response we need to know we need to know okay moving on last and final question you have to destroy one piece of art to save the world what would you destroy and why first of all my understanding of art is quite primitive right so having said that i just feel like i would i would destroy the the understanding of arts for art's sake you know i wouldn't destroy any physical art but just that mentality of art for art's sake simply because i have a graphic design background right and i've always viewed graphic design as art with a purpose so i don't know if that kind of makes sense you know or if if then it becomes uh, socially correct or politically correct for me to say i would destroy the notion or the state of mind of art for art's sake I like how you keep avoiding the actual response. Like I ask you to to destroy a piece of art. Like I want you to destroy a piece of art to save the world. And you decide that you're going to destroy a notion. Anyways, I I completely understand though that um art for art's sake is is kind of redundant. Um I feel like when you're creating something or when you're making something you should make it for a purpose for a reason that is not necessarily for it to be art and it kind of gets corny when people create art just so that they can call it art um i think it becomes art because of the feeling that in it invokes the conversation it creates and and that's why it becomes art but before that like I, it shouldn't be art it should be a painting it should be you know a t-shirt and only become art when it's um i don't know elevated into society where people have made it art because it's become that important it's become that conversation it's invoked feelings and started things that never otherwise would have happened or started if it wasn't created. So yeah, I completely understand where you're coming from with that. But we've come to the end of our questions. I appreciate you being here and I'm so grateful that you took the time out to hang out with us and answer my five questions. So there you have it ladies and gentlemen. That was Sir Abner Mahamata, Creative Director David Tlale and just all-round designer. Um, If you haven't seen his work or if you have no clue what he does, 
um, follow him on Instagram or go check out his work on Instagram at sir.abner and that's A-B-N-E-R and you'll see what he does and trust me (laughs) if you are all about aesthetics and design and just brilliance this page is gonna blow your socks off. And that's it for me and FOR. Join me next week Monday for five questions with Lafika Joyce. You're listening to the real life of an FOR.